Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. And here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot, Action Network's motorsports betting podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotogrinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway here on Running Hot. Last weekend's race at Richmond Raceway was won by 80 to 1 long shot Chris Busher as he held off Denny Hamlin on a late restart with Kyle Busch rounding out the top three that gave us one Ford, one Toyota, and one Chevy making up the podium at Richmond. Busher took the lead after a poor pit stop from his teammate and his car's co-owner, Brad Keselowski, which relegated Keselowski from leading the race just to fighting for a top five where he ultimately ended up finishing six. So, Stevie, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the race. I watched the whole thing. I thought Richmond was a really good race. I know it didn't do as well maybe on Twitter or X, we should call it now, but I think it was a really good race. There was passing through the whole field. You could pass. That's what we love, right? Isn't that what you want at Richmond? Yeah, I was at the track, so uh, I spent the weekend at Richmond, that's watched right. a lot from turn one and two. I, I like That's like my spot when I'm at Richmond. I like going down, and there's an area you can watch down there in one and two, right up next to the wall. And I love the fact that you got to go slow to go fast in one and two at Richmond, so I spent a lot of time there. And the Fords just, I mean, the Fords are getting through one and two better than everybody. I was really shocked, honestly, like Harvick was doing it fantastic. And then his car just went away. Mm. And I don't know if they made wrong adjustments, but yeah, I ended up live betting Priest, live betting Amarola, and live betting Bubba Wallace because like they were getting through one and two so much faster than everybody else. And then obviously Amarola and Priest had bad penalties and stuff like that. And Amarola and Priest both drove back through the field. It just that, mm. you know, maybe a 600 lap race that are up there, but. It was really cool for Chris Busher. You know, he was someone that I was very high on as far as like top 10 odds and stuff last week. 
I know you were very high on Brad Keselowski on the podcast last week. You almost went 5-0. and Keselowski missed you by a pit. One spot. One spot, Keselowski. So, yeah, I mean, awesome job last week on the podcast. Like, absolute fire. And um, I missed it. Man, I had no no cell phone or internet service in the mountains last week. So back, refreshed from vacation. And I thought the racing at Richmond was fine. I still think that there's some stuff that we could do to make this package better. But that was one of the better short flats that we've had this season. There was passing, like you mentioned, there's tire fall off. And I just every driver you talk to says we need 100 more horsepower and stop shifting. And I think if we did that, we would do a little bit better on these types of tracks. But the best car probably won. I mean, Busher was strong throughout the race. Yeah, racing was very good. There's still more we can do at these types of tracks. And I do think the best car ended up winning. I did take Chris Busher top forward at 16 to one morning of the race, because what I did is I looked at, you know, the practice data, looked at all the lap times and I did my flags metric, but instead of using it on race data, I used it on practice data and Chris Busher really popped out in practice flags. He was uh, a top five or six car for sure in practice flags. So I ended up taking the more conservative route, taking his top forward, but just an absolutely monstrous day on the betting card for me this past week. So very happy about that. Like you, I bet live bet Almarola when he was charging through the field in stage one was thinking about live betting pre I didn't, but I did have outrights on Keselowski and Bubba Wallace myself. So I felt really, really good about the process this past week. But it is time to look ahead to this weekend's race at Michigan International Speedway. They play host to the 23rd race of the year. That's important because it is the third to last race of the regular season. Michigan is a two-mile oval. It was repaved back in 2012. So while that sounds like a long time ago, a decade ago, it really doesn't produce a ton of tire wear. It's not as old a surface as some other older surface tracks. You know, we think Kansas, we think, for example, Las Vegas, and then, of course, Auto Club, really old. So we're not going to have as much tire wear as those tracks. So, Stevie, my question is you. What are we going to expect from Michigan in terms of a race? Fast speeds. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at at Michigan. We're looking at raw speed. There's no tire wear here, like you mentioned. The tire package that we're running is what we've been running at like the high speed intermediates this season, the left sides anyway. And then the right side is the same tire that we ran here last year. So just raw speed. There's no fall off. So we want cars that have been fast, which I mean, kind of concerning for HMS, but kind of not concerned because they were so fast here last year, but they've been really struggling recently. So be really interesting to see what we're looking at as far as the Fords because they've been struggling with like high tire wear and stuff like that. And they were really fast last week on a high tire wear track. And we expect them to be fast here on a track where speed matters. So uh, I think it's going to be a really great race at the end of the day. I think it's going to be a great race. I think Michigan sets up to be a really, really good race this weekend. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very good race. And what to expect from the race? I think we can expect all three manufacturers to be really good. Toyota was Super good here last year. Uh, you mentioned Chevy was was very good. Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, HMS all were very good at this track last year. Plus, HMS at this track type, Hendrick Motorsports dominated earlier this year at like Kansas, Vegas, Auto Club, along with Toyotas. But I think Ford's going to be very good here as well. This is a track they've won at something like six or seven times in a row. And with that slim down nose and the high speed, the lower drag, I think they'll have a really good shot to compete with the Ford's. And that's with the Fords, with the Toyotas and the Chevys this weekend. So I think it's going to be a great race. So as far as Michigan, you know, we only race here now once a year. So what other comparable tracks, how else are you bringing in data to compare to Michigan? 
I mean, a lot of people love to compare it to Auto Club because it's the same type of size of racetrack. But Auto Club has so much tire wear that, I mean, sure, size-wise, it's a great comp. But actual racing conditions, it's the we're probably the one of the worst comps because of the high tire wear and the low tire wear. So I think you can look at Las Vegas a little bit. But honestly, like Kansas, Charlotte for me, Charlotte's a really recent repaved racetrack that's a high-speed oval intermediate as well. A little bit shorter than Michigan, but I think Charlotte, Kansas will be like the recent comps I'll use. I'll use a little bit of comp Michigan data, but anything really before last year is kind of out of the window because the car changed so much on this type of racing track. So Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte, if I had to rank them, it'd probably be Charlotte, Kansas, Vegas, Auto Club. But like those higher speed intermediate tracks, I think is what data we're using this week. And Charlotte being like the freshest one, probably the closest comp for me when I'm, you know, putting stuff into my model and using data. Yeah. Number one comp for me is Charlotte, just because we have much more similar speeds and and less fall off than we do even at something like Kansas. Kansas also repaved in 2012, like Michigan, just for whatever reason has aged more and has produced more fall off. So I'm with you. I think Charlotte's number one comp for me. Then I might go Kansas, Vegas in whatever order. I will say this year with Auto Club, the cooler temperatures kept tire wear lower than it's been in the past. Now, not anywhere near Michigan low levels, but I think if you want to bring in a tiny bit of auto club, if you want to give it a little bit of weight, maybe in a tiebreaker scenario, if you're looking at head to heads, something like that, I think you can pull in auto club. But outside of that, yeah, I'm mostly looking at the mile and a half, maybe a little bit of Pocono just from the horsepower side of things, but it's not a similar track at all to Michigan. So I'll be relying a lot uh, on on the other three one and a half mile tracks we've raced at between Kansas, Charlotte and Las Vegas for sure with my analysis this week. So, you know, that's kind of the preview here. We, you know, we got the similar tracks. We got track history. You mentioned don't really go back before last year because the car changed everything. Totally agree with that. And then, of course, we'll have practice, but we don't have practice data yet. So that is what we're going to rely on to handicap Michigan. But. It is time to dive into our bets. As always, we're going to give you a lap around Michigan International Speedway. That is four turns, one pick each from Stevie and myself per turn before we drive into victory lane. So, Stevie, you're back from vacation. Lead us to the green flag. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. Yeah, I mean, my turn one pick this week is going to something I feel like I've talked about a lot this year, and it's the race-winning manufacturer, Toyota, plus 170 over on BetMGM this week. Toyota had four of the top six in green flag speed, including first, second, and third last year. The only reason that Denny lost that race was just some stuff that happened late. So they have five of the top 10 cars in speed this season on ovals, and Chevy has been all over the place lately. So Toyota continues to have speed each week. They were really good here last year. They had plenty of speed at Charlotte. So, I mean, just kind of looking at everything, I think that really any of the Toyotas can win this week. I think that this is going to be a really good track for Bubba, Tyler Reddick, and then all the JGR cars. I mean, Ty Gibbs probably being like the furthest down on that list, but I wouldn't be shocked like if even Ty Gibbs wins this race. Toyota was so good. And if you're the 54 team, he's the guy that's looking from the outside looking in right now as far as the playoffs. So, I think this is a track that you definitely have circled if you're JGR for that 54 car. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Toyota, definitely the manufacturer to beat. We look at the performance last year at this track, the performance just consistently across all three of the mile and a half between Vegas, Kansas, and Charlotte. I think they've been the most consistent manufacturer across the three other mile and a half tracks. 
you mentioned Bubba can win. Christopher Bell can win. Tyler Eddick can win. Ty Gibbs had his first career top 10 here last year, I think it was. So he, you know, he's in the in the mix too. If not win, at least put in a very strong result. But Stevie, I'm going to go against Ty Gibbs in turn one yeah. here simply because of price. Simply because of price. Yep. I do like Ty Gibbs this weekend, but I am fading him in his group. In his group is himself, Brad Kozlowski at plus 260, Alex Bowman at plus 300, and Chris Busher at plus 380. And uh, that, that Ty Gibbs price there is plus 160. So he's like a full $1 shorter than Kozlowski at plus 260. Bowman, at, like I said, at 3-1, to one, Busher at 3.8. I would pick any of your two favorite from Kez Bowman or Busher and bet them against Ty Gibbs in this week. My model has Bowman and Busher as the two best value plays. So I'm going to roll with half a unit on each of those. Half a unit on Bowman, half a unit on Busher this week. And again, I'm just fading Gibbs short price. Actually, there's there's other books out there that have this exact same group, but replacing Busher with Suarez. And in that group, Gibbs is something like plus 240, plus 250. Well, now he's plus 160 in this group. That's just way too short. These other guys are priced way too long, right? The average driver in this group should be three to one. So if we think Bowman's better than average in this group, that's value. And then Bush should be in the longest plus 380. I have him very close to Kez in this type of track for, for this year. So, um, you know, I think Busher was better at Kansas and Kez was better at Las Vegas, something like that. And they were right next to each other at Charlotte. So, you know, for me, just too short on Ty Gibbs. Definitely like him this week, but I think one of these other guys gets it done. So I'm going to go Bowman and Busher, half a unit each here. But I wouldn't mind if uh, somebody else wanted to go Kez Bowman or Kez Busher as their two picks from this group. Yeah, as a bonus pick this week, I really like Busher's top 10 odds on BetMGM. It was something that I, I jumped on early. And I mean, I like Busher. I feel like he's been a top 10 car, you know, a lot of times this year. He's had pl- He had plenty of speed even at Charlotte. So I like this. I think that Bowman is probably the favorite in this group and he's not priced like it. I know yeah. they have been struggling, but you just you have to think that Hendrick Motorsports is going to show up at a track that they always have speed and take pride in. So I like Bowman at three to one and I, I definitely don't mind Busher at plus three eighty. So I don't mind fading the the two expensive as we like to call it drivers yeah. in this group and, and taking some value here. Yeah. So one other note, Ty Gibbs has been second to last or last in flags in two of the three most relevant recent races from this group. So, you know, I think the only one he he popped really well, I think it was at Kansas, but at Las Vegas and at Charlotte, he was either second to last or last of the cars in this group. So that does it for turn one. Time to roll through the corner into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us in turn two? I'm going to go to an out right here and take Ryan Blaney at 12 to one. I think that Blaney was by far the best car at Charlotte. And if we're looking at Charlotte as like one of the better comps for this racetrack, he was really, really fast. And the fact that like we're getting him at 12 to one seems nice. They struggled early in this race last year, but they were really fast at the end of that race. He was outside the top 10, most of that race and ended up finishing fifth or sixth in that one. So Ford has been really strong over the last month, and I think they could really benefit here with a low tire wear racetrack that is going to need a lot of speed. And if Blaney struggles in qualifying, I think you could get this, you know, in that 12 to 14 range. But if he qualifies in the top 10, I think this gets under 10 to 1. So I want to jump on Blaney at 12 to 1 early this week. I agree with that. I'm not taking it myself because I have a couple other outright bets. I took William Byron at 11 to 1 before he moved there pretty quickly at BetMGM. 
And I took Chase Elliott at 16 to one just because Chase is actually really good at Michigan. He's only got one finish worse than 11th. And he started his career with three straight top twos at Michigan. So just because I have those other outright bets, I'm passing on Blaney for now. I also like Blaney's teammate, Joey Logano. Logano has a ton of top tens here. I think it's something like 10 out of his last 13 at Michigan or something like that. So really like Blaney, really like Logano as Fords this weekend. But right now I'm just passing simply because of how my card has already started to build this weekend, but definitely like Blaney this weekend. For my turn to pick, I'm going to go to Bubba Wallace, top Toyota, five to one. I really like this bet a lot. He led 22 laps at this race last year, finished second, arguably had the strongest car at the end there against Kevin Harvick, who ended up winning the race. And if we look at the seven most relevant races, recent relevant races, so the, the three tracks we talked about this year, plus Michigan last year, and I'm also going to throw in Texas from last year. If we look at those last seven races at these tracks, Bubble Wallace has finished either first or second Toyota in five of them, and the sixth where Las Vegas, he wrecked out with the infamous Kyle Larson wreck while he was top Toyota. So if we give him credit for that, that's six of the last seven where he's either been first or second Toyota at the similar tracks. Earlier this year, he was top five in flags overall at both Las Vegas and Kansas. He was the top Toyota in flags at Las Vegas, the second Toyota in flags at Kansas, the second Toyota in flags at Charlotte. So, you know, if you're always coming in first and second in these very relevant stats, I think five to one in a six car group is just way too long. Yeah, I like Bubba to win this week. He's another one. Another bonus pick. I wrote this up on Scores and Odds earlier today at 16 to 1. So I like Bubba a lot this week. I think that this is the week that Bubba can put it together. He was so fast last week, too. And like he's shown this year that like he can he can run up front and dominate races. He just has to put one like a whole race together. And I don't even know if it's necessarily him, but his pit crew has to put a whole race together. And I, I like Bubba Wallace a lot this week. Yeah, I agree with you. Richmond's tough because that track changes so much. We saw it with Kevin Harvick, for example, as well. They just weren't able to keep up with the track. So hopefully Bubba can put together a full race and come away with another top Toyota finish. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. 
Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, we got two turns down, two turns to go as we head down the back stretch, and then dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, lead the way here in turn three. Yeah, I'm going to go with Christopher Bell over Chase Elliott, minus 105 over the last four races. Chase Elliott ranks 13th in speed. Bell ranks 7th. Elliott has beat Bell on two of the three large ovals this season, but Bell has had more speed in all three of those races. Bell struggled at Michigan last season, but Toyota was really fast in general, so I'm expecting them to be way better this year. My model actually has Bell as the favorite in this head-to-head, so the fact that we're getting him as you know, a slight dog minus one Oh five and a head to head is a slight dog. And I just, I like bell and it's more of just, I don't know where chase Elliott's at right now. His speed is all over the place. They really haven't put one together. I agree with you. I think that this is a really good racetrack for him in general. If he doesn't show up this week, expect a lot more head to heads where I'm talking people over chase Elliott, but I mean, this is a guy that's he's below the cut line. He's 20th in points. He is struggling. And I know he missed some races. Don't get me wrong, but they're really struggling for speed right now. So I'm going to go Christopher Bell and just love on the Toyotas a little bit more here in this head to head. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned struggling for speed. He has four straight finishes of 10th or worse. And before that, I know he had a fifth, a fourth and a third, but that wasn't on speed. That was just survival in those races there. I did take his 16 to one because I love his upside, but he's so all over the place. I'm with you. I actually, if you look at our revision history in our document here that we got, I had this pick written up and I decided to change it because I was like, well, I have his, his win probability above that, but I do have bell over chase Elliott by a decent chunk in my model this week. So I'm right there with you. And I actually still like it because it's a natural hedge for me. If chase Elliott has a terrible car and doesn't end up, you know, having a race winning car, then it's a nice natural hedge for me as well that I still show as plus EV. So really like that bet. I'm going to stick with Christopher Bell in turn three, and I'm going to go Christopher Bell top Toyota five to one at bet MGM. If we look at Bell at the three tracks this year, eighth, fourth, and fifth in flags overall, not just in Toyotas, overall, like Kansas, Charlotte, and Las Vegas. And if we look at these tracks that I talk about, the relevant ones thrown in Texas in there, at his non-DNF starts, this year and last year, he has four top fives in his six non-DNF starts. The big issue has been his DNFs, his major incidents. He's had quite a few of them as well. But if he can clean it up, he's more often than not a top five finishing car, which will get you into the top Toyota range more often than not. Last year, he led three times for 31 laps, had a very strong car before the DNF bug bit him, he led 48 laps at Charlotte earlier this year. So again, what I think might be the closest comp to Michigan. So I really like Christopher Bell top Toyota. You know, these Toyotas should all be like very close. It should be maybe Hamlin like plus 350, Truex and Bubba and Bell maybe like plus 425, Reddick maybe five to one, and then, and then Ty Gibbs like eight or nine to one, something like that. But books have priced Hamlin and Truex still really short here. But I actually think this whole group – All the Toyotas are really close. So if you're getting Christopher Bell and Bubba Wallace, who I think are better than average Toyotas at average prices, I think you got to take them. I just said I love Bell this week. I think that I think this is a great bounce back race for him where he can just kind of put it together and have a really good run. And I really do think it's like down to Truex, Byron Hamlin for the regular season championship. But he's like one of the only other drivers within like 100 points. He needs a couple more playoff points. So 
a, a win would definitely really benefit him. Good stage runs would be going to benefit him too. So he's like right on that outside looking in as far as being like a top three car this year in, in mm-hmm. as far as points. Yeah, I agree with all of that. So turn three is the Christopher Bell turn. But that brings us to the final turn, turn four. Stevie, what do you have for us in turn four? I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned getting William Byron before it moved. I checked right before we got on here. So this is one I hope you guys get fast because I am I know this is going to move, but it's William Byron top three plus 290. This is anywhere from 190 to 210 on other books. He's first, third, and second in the last fast ovals. Second best car is Charlotte. I've already kind of talked about how I think Hendrick Motorsports gets back on track this week after struggling. And I mean, this is a low tire wear track, great speed track. And this is the type of track that we expect. We expect Hendrick Motorsports to be fast this week. So the fact that Byron is fighting Truex and Hamlin for the regular season championship, he really needs to get a win. And what's crazy to me is he has seven stage wins and four wins, and he's not leading the regular season points because of like the hit or miss races this year. So love William Byron this week. Plus 290 for a top three just seemed like a lot of value. Plus, you know, if he didn't have that 60 point penalty, he would be leading the point standing. Yeah. So there is that. But you're right. It's maybe a little closer than it should be, even without that penalty, just because he's had a lot of miss races to go with a lot of a lot of hits, which is, you know, this track type is definitely a hit for him. I love William Byron this week. Uh, like I said, I took him 11 to one outright and plus 290 just misaligned with all the other books there. So I think you got to grab his top three plus 290 if you can get it for my Final pick in the turns. I'm going a little crazy here, Stevie. Going a little crazy. I love it. We're going to go Justin Haley, top 10, 10 to 1. And that might sound a little ridiculous, but Justin Haley is really good at this track type. If we include the five tracks we've been talking about, the three comps from this year, plus Michigan, plus Texas from, from last year, Justin Haley has crushed these tracks He finished eighth earlier this year at Las Vegas and had a top 16 flags car in that race. He finished 15th at Charlotte and had a top 16 flags car in that race. He didn't have a great Kansas race. Kansas seems to be his worst track of these five tracks that we're talking about, but he still finished inside the top 20 at Kansas. He was third at Texas last year, had a very good flags car at Texas as well. And just looking at these seven most recent races at these tracks he's finished 15th 18th 8th 14th 3rd 19th and 17th so no finishes worse than 19th all in the teens and a couple top 10s in seven races and if we remove kansas which was his 18th and 19th place finish then all the others are 17th or better at this track type justin haley colleague racing have been pretty good at this track type so It's a long shot. It's not likely to hit. That's why I'm only throwing half a unit on this. If you want, you know, even throw less, maybe a quarter unit, a third of a unit, something like that. But it is value here. I have Justin Haley fair odds at this around plus 850. So I know there's some nine and a half nines floating out there. I would take those as well. My only concern with Haley is the fact that like he's announced he's leaving. Lame duck Um, status. Yep. Yeah. That's the only concern that I have with him. And, you know, all the focus right now, with this organization in general is going to be AJ Allmendinger. He is so close when it comes to like points and pointing his way in. That's my only concern. I mean, but you're Mm -hmm. getting, you're getting that concern at 10 to one. So 
I mean, you're not asking him to win the race. You're asking him to finish inside the top 10. Some crazy stuff can happen and he can finish inside the top 10. So I don't think it's crazy. I'm just going to say my concern would be a lot of focus on AJ Allmendinger. Is Haley testing for Allmendinger, all that kind of stuff? Who knows? But maybe he's testing and he hits on something he's faster. So who knows? Yeah, well, that's why we're not taking Haley in a in like a matchup where there's a lot more downside. <laughs> yeah, we just sure. it's this is just an upside bet, right? Like, oh yeah, they know what works at these types of tracks. So if they mm-hmm. just throw something on that works at these types of tracks, and Haley does his Haley thing, he'll definitely have a shot at a top ten. But I definitely sure. thought about it before I before I gave this pick. I thought about the lame duck status. Said, <laughs> nah, it's still an upside bet. Well, they're they're super aggressive pitch strategy wise in general. So like that plays to your upside thoughts, right? Like yeah. just being being aggressive on pit road at a track like Michigan, where whether they run long or they short pit or you know anything like that in that final stage could get you massive track position or take two tires at the end of the race and try to you know win the race and end up finishing like ninth, which is perfect for your bet as well. So the aggressive like pit road strategy isn't talked about enough when we're doing betting analysis in general. And it's definitely something that Justin Haley's crew does a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Justin Haley himself still wants to do well. So I know he'll be racing as hard as he can to to get the best finish that he can. Although I guess it is nice to have uh, your future secured already. (laughs) But Justin Haley 10 to 1 is my pick. There's a little bit of downside with it. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's totally fine. But I still like the upside in this place. So Those are turns one through four. That means, Stevie, there's only one thing left to do. We got to drive into victory lane, and you and I are on the exact same page for this one this week. So what do we have in victory lane? Well, I mean, it's Denny Hamlin plus 750. Like, you're likely not going to get this better than at BetMGM at plus 750. We looked on multiple books as we were talking about it, and plus 750 for Hamlin to win this race is it's it's great value. For an outright this early in the week, it's great value anyway. He obviously was the best car here last year. I think he had the most fastest laps. He was top in green flag speed. I know the laps led situation last year was kind of all over the place here where a lot of different people led laps. But when we look at just pure metrics, he was the best car here last year. He had a lot of speed earlier this year at Charlotte. So And he was the fastest car at Kansas and won that race. So Everything points to Denny being good this week. And again, going back to that conversation of we have three weeks left in the regular season and Hamlin, Byron and Truex, it's huge to win the regular season championship. Those 15 playoff points jolt you past the first stage and gives you a a mulligan. So, yeah, I expect Hamlin to be really good this week. You know, Hamlin at seven and a half, he just needs to win this just under 12% of the time to break even on this bet. And my model has Denny Hamlin winning this around the 13 and a half percent range. So we're more than a full percentage point, close to two percentage points of value on Denny Hamlin here in my model. So seven and a half to one is absolutely a bet. I will be taking on Denny Hamlin. So it's very good value. It's Denny Hamlin and he's as low as six to one or even 5.75 to one elsewhere. So seven and a half. Great value on Denny Hamlin as our victory lane pick this week. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Firekeepers Casino 400 episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. Of course, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the road course race there. So we'll be going road course racing once again. Stevie, Appreciate it. Welcome back from vacation on behalf of Stevie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.